Hey everyone and welcome to a new episode of the 2A Lifestyle Podcast. I want to greatly appreciate y'all listening in to this is going to be our Thanksgiving edition since this is going to be released the Sunday before Thanksgiving. And we, of course we have Black Friday coming up so if you have uh, any good Black Friday gun store stories I tell you what go ahead and go to our Facebook page and our Instagram page and share those stories in one of our comments. We're going to be having some video series. Uh, about fucking about fucking interactions with the local gun stores and some of the crazy shit that goes on there if uh, you know you, you know what I'm talking about with shit like that uh, we have a pretty good interview today we have Roger Wang of Ford Control Designs uh, he decided to be uh, on our podcast and we greatly appreciate him for coming on and you know giving some expertise on what it's like to start your own business uh, what it's like to be in the farms industry and some of the bad sh- cool shit the badass and cool shit that he does making AR-15 accessories uh, we were going to have uh, Lyman Bishop of Hoplite Armor on today, but obviously, as you can tell, my voice is extremely gone, um, ha- coming down with a sinus infection. Uh, so I actually did this interview with Roger Wayne yesterday and was planning on releasing it later. Uh, but because my voice is gone, and uh, you know, I told uh, Lyman from Hoplite Armor that uh, see if we could reschedule it, so we're going to reschedule his interview for another day. Uh, but fortunately, I did have this interview kind of tucked away so we can go ahead and get, get that you know to you guys and go ahead and have an episode for this week. But let's go ahead and start getting the house rules in order. If you haven't already, go ahead and check out our Facebook page. It is under 2A Lifestyle, the number 2A Lifestyle. We also have an Instagram page of 2 spelled out T-W-O-A Lifestyle. We also have a Patreon. If you want to support the show in any way that you possibly can, go ahead and reach out. Uh, on Patreon under 2A Lifestyle Podcast and just go ahead and, and throw us a dollar. Uh, throw us a dollar. It's once a month is what you get billed. So, you know, it's a, a fucking dollar a month or whatever you want to. We just had a new Patreon uh, subscribe this past week. He's given us $5 a month. I want to greatly appreciate him for that. And anything y'all give to us is going to go straight back into this podcast. Uh, it is being paid for the bandwidth. It is going to be paid for, we're going to get some cameras so that way we can do a video podcast as well and start having a live show uh, that we're going to stream on Facebook and on YouTube. And also, we're gonna, like I said, we're gonna make some pretty cool videos. Start doing reviews. Uh, we're gonna be doing a lot of different shit coming up in the new year. Uh, so definitely look forward to. I'm definitely looking forward to what Two A Lifestyle is gonna have in 2020. Uh, so let's go ahead and start getting into this podcast. Uh, and also, real quick before we get into the interview, uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast, go ahead and hit the subscribe button uh, so that we can keep up to date with any of the new podcasts that come out. And also, go ahead and leave us a review if you can. If you leave us a review, I know. I iTunes, I know that if you leave us a review, that's the best way for people to find our podcast when they're looking for firearms-related content on iTunes. So if you leave us a review, I'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, but let's go ahead and start getting into this interview with Roger Wang in our special Thanksgiving edition episode. Segment of the podcast, we have Roger Wang of Ford Control Designs. Uh, if you want to, Roger, just go ahead and give a, a introduction of yourself so everybody, if they don't know who you are, they can tell uh, you know, kind of look you up and, and know exactly where you come from and what you do. Yeah. 
Great. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Um, I, um, yeah, my name is Roger Wayne. I think um, some of you have heard of me. Um, I um, started uh, with the Battle Arms, um, was one of the two guys that started it in 2009. And um, funny enough, the company started out making M1 and A and M14 tools. And then we gradually shifted over to uh, AR components. Um, I uh, uh, was the um, uh, vice president and, and until I left in 2014 to start a forward controls design. Um, and so we've been around since late 2014. Um, in 2015, we had three products, a magazine release button, a rimless forward assist, and a bow catch. And in 2020, we would have make everything except for the barrel and triggers, which I have no, we have no interest in doing. So it's kind of funny to see how this journey progressed from three products to almost everything that's an AR is made of. Um, my background, um, my education background um, is an IT uh, engineer. Um, that I think has helped me in some ways, I think in many ways, because um, for, for what I do um, on my day job, um, things have to be efficient, they have to work, and they don't need to be pretty because pretty doesn't accomplish anything. Um, what counts is, well, whether, it's, whether it works and, 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 and also, uh, in my experience, the, 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 the simpler we can make things, the better it'll work. And this has, has, a, lot of, has a lot to do with what I do now in that we, what we try to keep things simple. Um, more parts are not necessarily better, and we don't spend a lot of time going on looks because looks don't accomplish anything. So, um, so yeah, for control design, um, we, um, um, we are driven by purpose. Not so much by profit. Obviously, every pro every business is want well, exists to make a profit. But so we I've run four controls as I did um, battle rooms when I was there. Uh, not so much like a business, but as um, uh, it's for 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 a purpose, for, and it's also passion driven. And so a lot of things that we do may not be mainstream business, and that's I think what makes one one of the things that make our company unique. In that um, we're a lot of difference, and but um, but what's similar between us and our friends like uh, Sansa Liberty Gunworks, Cyanix, um, is is our passion and purpose and that we do things for a reason, and that reason is not money. I've always considered that um, if your compass is guided by profits, it'd be a very sad journey because it's it's uh, money you can always make. Um, we have a purpose and that we're always pursuing a purpose and that's never changed from 2000, late 2014. All right. And what, what kind of got you started in guns? I mean, have you always been a gun guy? I mean, was this something that you kind of got into later in life? Um, I have always been a gun guy. I just wasn't really into, I mean, I had them, but I, you know, I didn't really, you know, what has always bugged me was, you know, I would pick up something. Um, I think this, I think some, most of you guys can probably relate. You pick up a, a firearm, a pistol, a shotgun, whatever. You look at it and like, okay, well, this works, but it could be better if someone, if they had done it differently. And of course, nobody would do things differently according to my wants. And so in 2009, I mean, that was pretty much what, what got us started. I'm like, how, how come nobody made it? Um, well, it's fine. Then we'll make it ourselves. And so, um, so, yeah, so that's how it got, what got started. 
and um, and when I was there, um, you know, so you know, my philosophy has been the same from 2019. It is is um, is uh, it is make combat or duty ready components that you can take you can take to war um, and that's all that matters yeah so that's how that started because you know with this there's a lot of things on on ar it's you know you know i have a tremendous respect for the tdp or technical data package the original m16 design they are so it's so brilliant however you have to remember um these drawings are pretty old even though you they were just updated since the 1990s um, some of the stuff is still pretty old. So, um, so we used to go, we we adhere, we uh, stick to the design and and make changes to what we can, what we think we can make improvements on. Um, and so anyway, that's you know. So uh, we have the, the capability now to make things um, that we wanted that nobody else had deemed necessary or n nobody had bothered to to do more about. Now, when you say that you're battle ready, battle tested, I mean, what kind of T&E do you guys do in your parts? Well, our development time is typically pretty long. And I, I think, uh, you know, I haven't worked at other companies other than my own company and my current one. Um, you know, our, our, our development time is typically about a year to two years for something very, very simple. It's because from concept on a piece of paper that I draw up on, you know, with Microsoft Paints or just on a piece of paper to, to, um, at the, to a prototype and to development, we go through a lot of iterations. Um, and mostly, you know, we are, our focus is on um, economics. And um, and um, and um, and strength. Um, so the way we test it is, uh, we I mean we we test extensively by live firing. Some of the stuff doesn't need to live firing, but for the stuff that does get live firing, gets abused, and that's what we want. We want people to beat the heck out of them because they have to work. Um, so um, and. And a lot of times, um, the features, a lot of features we thought would be kind of cool, don't make it. And sometimes um, these projects just die just because it turned out to be a bad idea. So, uh, to answer your question, um, we tested um, ourselves and we, we sent it to our friends. Um, that's um, um, our, you know, customers and friends, and some of our dealers, some of our military and police. They have extensive backgrounds, and so I will want to get a a broad range of feedback from all the testers. And um, so, um, and when we, by the time we come to markets, we are pretty confident that this, this is the best we could do. But of course, it never is because usually um, in a year, six months, two, you know, 12 months, we usually have version two, version three. Um, a good example would be something like our, our bow catch, which came out in 2015. Um, in 2019, we're on version two. In 2020, we're on version three. Well, so obviously we didn't know everything we thought we did because otherwise it wouldn't be through different versions. But that's not a thing that we do is that we don't neglect existing products um, and 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 um, and, and um, rest on our laurels because every single year, month, every single year, we incorporate newly learned experience and improvements. Um, onto these products, so we can keep improving them. So, so the products it never—we don't ever cease developing a product. 
even though they have been around for a long time. And that's another thing that kind of sets us apart, I think, in that when we have a product from 2015, we continue to make improvements on them. So they're almost like a living, breathing um, thing that's where they just, you know, they, they're always getting improved on. So do you have a lot of feedback on your products from customers that purchased it? I mean, is that something that you constantly look into? Uh, because, I mean, obviously, if you send it to like, you know, 10 guys for teening, uh, they're obviously going to do their normal run of the gun type stuff to test it. Uh, but obviously, if you give it to Joe Blow, like, say, here in Alabama, you know, there, there's a whole lot difference with humidity and, and you know, dirt and, and all that kind of stuff uh, than, say, you know, uh, Joe Schmo, like in Montana or something like that, where it, you know, gets negative you know below zero negative degrees and, and the cold is, is a big difference uh so is that something that you constantly look into uh you know people contacting you either through social media or your website uh trying to say you know hey i don't know if you guys look at this but this is a problem i had on the particular part that i ordered uh is there anything that y'all can do to try and you know improve this for my you know set of use well yes it does happen um and but what happens more often is that um, we get feedback from people um, if I'm from actual users, I'm we're talking about police, uh, military, or 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 people that just have to just happen to shoot a lot, and and we're like, oh wow, I'm like, I didn't even know that this that's what we had done actually fit their their needs, and so of course we take credit for it because it's obvious, it's obvious after all, but you're like, oh my, this is kind of cool because we had no idea this was going to work so well that's beyond our um, own expectations. Now, a good example would be something like um, our uh, endpoint cap. We call that the ATA or adjustable turret um, cap for, for endpoint T1 and T2, um, the, which, which is a cap um, and, and a disk of their self-contained that's a where you, they will allow you to make adjustments to uh, windage and elevation without taking the caps off. Now, as you know, the T1 caps and the T2 and, and the Comp M5 caps, they all share the same feature where you have to take the caps off and turn it around and then either use a tool or use the cap yourself to make adjustments. Of course, people always lose them, right? So the, the our ATA caps um, um, allows you to do this without removing anything. And um, so um, one day I heard from somebody from, from the north. I said, you know, you have no idea how, how helpful this is because where I live, it is freezing cold. And imagine trying to um, remove a tiny cap and, and, and flip it around and, and, and using it to make adjustments and with, when your fingers are, are cold and wet sometimes. Like, oh, wow, I didn't even think about that. But nevertheless, it allows them, you know, it does have these disadvantages. And ultimately, you know, you know, what happens is that we will send the, 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 the test units to 10 people and with, with two choices, invariably, it comes up by 50-50. So, okay, well, which way do we go then? Um, I, 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 you know, the, which, which camp is right? Uh, the, 150, the, 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 the left 50% or the right 50%? So um, when it comes to that, we just have to make a decision. Well, what do we want, given that there's no clear cut um, um, advantage um, between one over the other. So ultimately, it is still an, an it's still an four controls product where what we want still matters. So we can't make everything that people want. Um, a lot of things people want, which is like now we're not going to make it because it doesn't make sense. Um, so um, yeah, so um, the, the 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 feedback we get from people or from our customers or friends um, is is what keeps us moving 
in, 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 in improving things. Um, and uh, I, you know, uh, you know, for controls for right now, it's a one man shop. It's just me. Um, I, you know, the, the collective wisdom and, and experience and knowledge out there have vastly <laughs> dwarfs um, those of my own. And you know, I think I would be dumb and foolish to not listen to them. Um, even if it's like uh, some wacko idea, I'm like, oh, well, you know, I listen to it. We're not be a, probably not going to incorporate it. But still, um, our default position is what well, we want people's feedback because without it, we can't grow. We can't get better. Yeah, I mean, that's so I mean, how many employees you said you said you're just the one guy on the machine? How many how big is like how many? employees do you have like help coming up with the designs and making it just because uh you know i mean looking at your website myself i'm a cross-eyed dominant shooter so i'm a humongous on ambidextrous controls uh because i shoot left-handed but i'm right-handed for my pistol uh so obviously ar-15s and that platform isn't really made for me and it wasn't really until i would say maybe about 10 years ago is when those ambidextrous uh, you know, controls and the accessories started coming into the market, you know, very in a large scale and at a pretty good bright price point for somebody like me could go out there and start adding them to my AR. So, uh, how, I mean, how many people, you know, is it just you thinking up all the ideas? What's, what's like your R and D like for, for your company? Well, you know, um, if, uh, for a lot of our friends and customers that have gotten a package from us, do they usually get a chuckle out of the, um, the the, uh, the 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 um, return address um, the um, the uh, it says um, um, well trained shipping monkey and then our, our address and so that is um, my way of a self self deprecating joke because I am the shipping monkey um, I <laughs> I ship I package I design um, I don't I don't do CAD and CAD CAD and um, and CAM work because uh, well you know, I have people that can that that can do that for for us um, on, on on contracts and I also take out the trash. I do almost everything. My wife helps me whenever she can, um, packaging things and shipping things um, every day. Um, but um, but no, I I'm it. Um, you know, uh, it, it's uh, it's funny you, you, that you mentioned the ambidextrous um, starting to, um, to or rather taking a, a better foothold about ten years ago. I, I like to think that what we did, the, the work we did at Battle Rooms, had um, a positive influence on on it. Um, but it's up until that point, I think a lot of people didn't really give too much thought to ambidextrous controls. You know, there's, there's a lot of trendy things like module devices, handguards, um, barrels, and, you know, grips, whatever. You know, um, I've always liked things that, that matter to the shooter. And that was, um, so that's, that's uh, so um, I'm a right-hand shooter. But I find ambidextrous controls very helpful in even as a, as a right hand shooter because I shoot from a, a manipulate and shoot from different positions. Where a left, where ambidextrous is, I would not have one. Uh, I would not have an AR without it. But um, but no, I'm I'm the only one here. Um, I just look at my AR all the time and think, well, how can I can how can I make it better? And you know, I think it's it's important to make a distinction between um, difference. And better. Different is not better. Different is just just different. And that's something we tried not to do because um, because different for the sake of being different, being different is just fashion. It's not better. Uh, we don't. You know, a lot of times when we look at an AR with our parts on it, and I I, I take pride in, in in pointing out 
Um, hey, what's outstanding? What's what stands out in this picture? The answer is nothing, and I am proud of that because because our our um, aesthetics are are very subtle and they they are very moderated because we don't want our things to stand out because they designed for work, not for show. Um, so you know, so we have you know a lot of also going back to the feedback and suggestions from our friends um, and, and customers. We have started projects. Um, and and actually made and uh, they made their way into into production. I was quite a few of them because of this um, um, suggestion. How, how can you guys make this? Uh, you know, I didn't think about that. But yeah, we can make this. This is actually a good idea. So well, again, we rely on our friends and customers and and uh, testers to give us ideas. We don't take a lot. We don't take a lot of them because my my own ideas a lot of times don't make it. I would I would say that for every product. Um, that is out there. There's maybe at least two or three of them that never made it because you know I can bounce ideas of 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 from of people. Um, you know, whenever I come up with something new, I'm like, okay, well, how come nobody came up with this? There's a couple of reasons, possible reasons. One is because it's stupid, it doesn't work. Another one is that well, because nobody thought of it. Usually, it's because not well. It, it could be both. And sometimes, um, like I said, you know, for every product that we have out there, two or three don't make it because, well, ultimately they're just stupid. But you know, I'm not afraid to admit it. I come up with the wacky ideas. A lot of times they're like, "Oh, this is stupid. It's not going to work." It's, it's okay, dump it, and move on. So, uh, I, I, so <laughs> we may have something like two dozen products, um, but we have probably fifty or seventy something done that that are just that just died. The premature death because they, they just don't work or they don't make a lot of sense. What's the wackiest idea that you've had that pretty much as soon as you put it down on paper uh, and realize that yeah this is this was a crazy idea? What's the wackiest one you had uh, if you don't mind sharing? Uh, well, the, what I can think of is um, is that we actually spent quite a bit of R and D money and time on this. Is a module break. Now I I I'd be first to tell you I do not like module breaks and do not like comps because four or five by three. I'm sorry, four, five, five, six weapon. Uh, we're not talking about a tank gun, uh, where where you want to reduce the recoil so you can fit a bigger gun uh, in, in in on the turrets. Five, five, six, it doesn't need one. Um, but you know, when I w was working with um, another company, they wanted a muzzle break. I'm like, okay, fine, I'll do it, even though this is against my 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 beliefs. So we did it. This is based on a tank gun, really, on a, on a <laughs> Destroyer, because well, you know, if it works on on a um, 152 millimeter gun, it should work on a 5.56, right? So in the end, the, that device was about two inches long, about about almost like almost one inch in diameter. I'm like, no, I'm gonna do that it, because it's it's ridiculous, and yeah, I really regretted that. But but you know what? You know, every lesson can be used to, to for or for us to go forward, and and because after that, like, okay, I'm not gonna just just do whatever people ask me to do anymore, even though I knew I I thought I knew better. Um, but you know, if we learned quite a few, few things from it still. So I can't say that it was the worst thing, but yeah, you know, it's just money and time spent without advancing anything, without advancing our company, without advancing the AR platform. And yeah, so you know, we want to do something that makes a difference. Um, <laughs> Now earlier you said that it takes you know somewhere around between six to twelve months for the the whole process of the thought of an idea to actually putting it to market. I mean, how much how much capital and investment 
uh, you, you know, you talked about the time, but actually how much capital are you investing on each product? Because, you know, uh, I, ever since, you know, I was, you actually were suggested by a viewer to, to get on. And that's, uh, I think he reached out to you. I reached out to you to bring you on. Uh, and I started keeping up, especially with your Ford Controls Design uh, Facebook group. And it seems like you're always constantly coming out with ideas. Uh, so, I mean, how much, you know, how much capital would it take to actually, uh, you know, try and come up with some of these ideas? Because like I was saying before we got started that, you know, a lot of people want to try and get themselves into the firearms industry. They have their own ideas and designs and they might not uh, have the contacts to reach to somebody like you or to somebody, some other manufacturer and say, Hey, I think this is a great idea. Do y'all want to, you know, try and, and run with it? You know, maybe they want to do it themselves and, and do their own company. Uh, so what kind of capital, what does it take to come up with a, a design and actually bring it to market? Well, I will tell you a tale that could sound discouraging, but this is how business works and whether it's this business or, or, or most other businesses. Um, unless you, unless your company, um, or unless your service is is, is service based. In in this case, um, it's not service based. We we design so hardware. So <laughs> if it's service based, then your overhead can be very low. But uh, um, you know, in, in in the first couple of years, um, uh, four controls was mostly funded by. Um, I don't think this is any anything confidential here, but um, was mostly funded by my settlements. Um, checks after I left my own company. And so we were in the red uh, in, for the first couple of years. And so, so that is to be um, expected. Even, even then, um, you know, uh, we, I work out of my home office. I don't have a lot of overhead. Um, it, um, it's, so it, so the, the device is the same as, as um, with any other business. Keep your overhead low and, and, um, and do as much as you can. You know, I, I'm an IT engineer, but I don't know how to use uh, SolidWorks or any of these engineering software. You know, I'm okay with that because I think my time is better spent doing something else. But uh, it's, it, so investment-wise, I would say well, I don't have a fixed amount other than, well, other than it's, it's, it is investments. It is a gamble. And there's no guaranteed return. There's no guaranteed results. And that's a case even now where um, I, when I think our name um, has more recognition, had command some respect in some circles, I don't take that for granted. Um, so, so you know, you can talk to our shop and they will tell you that every time we make something new, we only make a couple hundred units at a time because I, I can never be so arrogant and it's, we're so sure I should think of anything with our name on it, so it's going to do well. Now, going back to some uh, someone that just starting out, it is not exactly an easy business to break into. And I knew that um, in 2009. And when I left to start board controls in 2014, I had I thought I had known some people, I had some connections, but it, yeah, it might have made things a little easier, but it was ju almost just as hard as it was in 2009 in that um, the product has to stand on its own. It has to serve a purpose. So I, I'm not sure if that's related to what you were asking me, you know, how much capital is needed, because I honestly do not know, um, other than that we were in the red for a couple of years. And so if you over, if you bite off more than what you can chew, so if you just spent $10,000 on something, and then another six dollars $7,000 on a patent, you're in a, in, a, in a hole quite a bit, and there's no guarantee, there's no there's no surety that you're gonna get any of that back. So, so 
I'm, I would say keep a day job. I do. <laughs> uh, because, um, you know, until you can sustain, sustain your full time, and fork control is nearing that point. And when it does, we're moving to Texas. <laughs> so that's when you know that we have somewhat made it. And so we've had moderate success, but but so we, but anyway, so um, uh, yes, it's, it's to keep a little overhead low and, and don't think, well, we could solve for, we could, we could, if this sells well, then we could solve for X amount. Um, well, okay, and, and, and also compare yourself with some of the more established companies out there, like say, Nice Armaments, LaRue, or or Autor, or, or, um, you know, if they sell it for $50, I can sell 50 Well, yes, yeah, true, but you're not them, so you can't. And and even now, I you know some of most of our products are competitively competitively priced because we're not these companies. I have a lot of respect for them, but we're, we are not them. I would like to be like them one day, but until then, we, we you know I we can command what we can command, but and no more than that. But yeah. exactly, you, I mean you can't. You can't charge the same as, as Knight's Armament or LaRue uh, because they have the, the name recognition. So people know if they spend $50 on this one part, they know that it's got the name brand behind it. But, you know, if you're just starting a brand new company and it's, you know, maybe six months to eight months old, you know, people don't know you. So they don't know if you're going to be around. I mean, look at uh, what was it? Uh, Hudson, you know, the um, the integ- the integrally suppressed nine millimeter uh, that came out. And the Hudson 9, and you know, people spent money on it because it was a really awesome idea, a really great design. And then now, you know, some people are never getting those guns back because they sent them off because they were having problems with them, uh, you know, and, and things like that. Silencer Co. did the same thing, but Silencer Co. has been around as a silencer company for a long time. Uh, so they know that if, you know, you got the Silencer Co. integrally suppressed 9mm pistol versus the Hudson 9, you know, you're you're, you're sitting golden if you got the Silencer Co., but if you're Hudson 9, you're out, you know, was it like, I think they were charging like $1,500 for one of those pistols. Uh, and then, you know, the $200 tax stamp on top of that. So definitely have to come in uh, and improve yourself before you can start charging those name brand prices. Right. So it kind of goes circling back to what I was saying earlier. That's that the product must be able to stand on its own. And 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 so so when you know for that, for it to do that, it's it must have a purpose and it must have a reason for for being. Um, so if you um if if somebody creates something that's like okay, well it's kind of cool, but what does it do? What does it do better? I'm, I'm always one. Every time I see something new, I'm always asking, well, okay, this looks kind of cool, but what does it do? If it doesn't do any better, I skip right over it because, but then, you know, but I'm not one of those folks that are easily distracted by, by shiny uh, trinkets. Um, a lot of people are. And, and that, that is kind of a dangerous territory to, to go into. I'm talking about fashion and, and trendy stuff. Yes, it makes money, but fashion by definition changes. Trends by definition change. Um, so it's not a good business model. Um, so if your if your products can stand on its own, and um, and so so this kind of goes back to the purpose. Uh, what is the purpose? Why are you in this? If if it's money, then I would say, well, do something else for money. Invest, okay? Because the gun business is not exactly a high profit model, um, business. Uh, I I can tell you. <laughs> Because I've been in this for almost 10 years, and a lot of our friends have been in much longer. It is not a high market business. So your your purpose and your motive had better be pure. And and I would imagine I, I don't want to say that if money is involved, it's, it's impu, it's, it is impure. But it cannot be 
the only objective. It cannot be the only purpose you have because if that's the case, you will be often disappointed. Um, so if you have a good product and you and you made this with the purpose of of of, of advancing the, the the system, the platform, um, then I think it would do well, and it would take time for it to grow. To, you know, and, you know our stuff still every time we we'll come up with something new. I just think that's going to take some time to to gain a foothold, to gain traction, and it often does. Sometimes they don't always pan out, so I I'm I'm just I'm cautious. Um, but you know, I, in, you know, it, it, it has to do with with you know the company is I think is is a manifestation is a is a uh, um, is a projection of the people running it. So if if uh, so. You know, I run and for control the way I do it because that's how I am. Um, I, so you know, the way a lot of times the the way that we we treat our customers and our friends and people like, oh wow, I mean, I can be treated so well. Um, I just thought that's the way it's, it's, it's supposed to be. Um, the way we do things, you know, I I what it's it's uh, I like to say that we are um, transparent and honest because not this is not just like in in one aspect or another. It's in everything that that happens, from the from the purpose of the of the products to um, to a customer service. You know, I don't really care about profit. I want to make sure that this product serves the customers that that, that buys it, and this customer is happy from the day that he orders it to the time that that he uses it and, and continues every day after that. So that is our purpose. Um, a profit has never been one of them. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, I see that on your website you sell some handgun parts. It's mainly Vickers and, and Rainier Arms and things like that. Are you are you eventually someday going to get into making pistol parts, or are you strictly just sticking with rifle parts? Well, um, funny you should ask that because I, I you know, um, I think uh, you you might have seen um, in the um, in our uh, our Facebook group, um, affectionately known as Dog Pound. Um, we um, have been working on a, a Glock Moss um, plate. Um, that's this is something that was uh, requested of us from um, Neil, and uh, he is a retired. Um, um, I think he was in the Force Recon. I'm not sure. Um, a Marine. He was in charge of their marksmanship program. Um, he, he 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 texted me one. He said, "Dude, you gotta make this." I'm like, "Make what?" So he showed me this this place made by other people, and then he started complaining about them. Like, you know, dude, I, I think we can we can do better. And so, you know, we spent about uh, six, seven months doing it. We finally had a couple of prototypes. They're still not perfect, but they're now going to Neil for, for to, to beat the heck out of. So, yeah, so Glocks, um, but not slides, because everybody does slides. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I can make a slide any better. Um, frames, not really. Barrels, and, you know, I, you know I, and the thing is, with Air 15, I, I think we're almost nearing the end of what we can do for it. So, yes, it's, it would be natural for us to branch out to other systems like the Glocks. And, and also, we, we have uh, SCAR products we have never made. We have designs from 2014, we just never made them. So, but you know, the thing is, but the SCAR market is so small that I'm not sure if we, will, if we ever will. But to answer your question, yes, we do want to branch out. Because, but you know, but first we have to have some some expertise in it. I, I don't want to do something where I don't know anything about. It's uh, because it doesn't serve it doesn't serve the customer. It doesn't serve our users. 
um, you know, I think we owe the we owe that much to the customers to buy them that we know what we're doing because otherwise I just leave it alone. Now, are you just strictly going to go with Glock, or are you going to also, because you have some military customers, are you going to start going into the SIG? Uh, because SIG has obviously become really big with the 320. Like, I know all the law enforcement agencies here in my area, and including my own, uh, switched to the SIG 320s when the military switched to the SIG 320s. Uh, so, you actually rarely see any Glocks uh, in law enforcement here. It's actually very heavy SIG 320s, but obviously Glock is is kind of the standard bearer for pistols and especially in aftermarket parts. Uh, but you're starting to see some SIG 320 stuff come out. Uh, is that something maybe, uh, especially like for SIG 320s, is that something that maybe you're going to try and, and and be the the forebearer of? Maybe start making some more customizable SIG? Uh, is there a specific model or, or, or what specifically, you know, model-wise, make-wise in the pistol market are you going to try and, and go after? And is there anything in particular that, you are talking to people about that are kind of the subject matter experts for pistols uh, and what they want you to see you make. Well, not yet. And and you're the first one, you know, you're the first person that I brought it up. So now we're going to look into it. And <laughs> so thank you for for the uh, for the uh, suggestion. Um, you know, the, the problem is that being in California, that's making things mm. uh, for me to 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 uh, Test different things, um, and and folks had um, asked me to make um, ambidextrous um, mag release for this um, this uh, pistol caliber. Um, I think was made by BNT. Like, yeah, sounds pretty cool, but I can't get one. And and <laughs> so that that's that's it's, it's tremendously uh, um, exasperating because on the um, on the must play that we that we're developing, I can't even test it because I can't get Gen Five in here. So we have to send it out to, to be tested. But in this case, we send it out to Neil and, and say he knows his stuff very, very well. So I'm, I'm confident. Um, and I, no, we'll test it ourselves. We've got to get, uh, go out of state. But um, Signal, we haven't looked into it yet, but um, we probably will. because. Um, but until then, um, our, um, our, our AR products, we haven't, we haven't, we're not done with them yet. You know, we don't aim to make everything under the sun for the AR. For instance, triggers and barrels, we have no interest in making, and mostly because I just don't know enough about them. But uh, next year, we're going to have our um, um, lower receiver. This is a collaboration with our friends at the Sons of Liberty Gunworks. And um, so as soon as our gas blocks come out, um, we're going to start offering um, complete AR-15 slash M16 offers. Um, and on top of that, so we're, we're, we're getting into more of um, not so much weapon parts, but also tools. Um, I, I showed a little bit of a, a, a um, sneak picture um, in in the in, in our group the other day. It's a uh, it's it's a dumb around, but it does a little more than that. So we're getting into things that so people haven't done, but just make a lot of sense. Um, but but pistols, we need I, I you know I need to have. More exposure and more experience um, in 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 this in this system before I can say, well, you know, I think this could be done better, so we're going to try it. But we're not at that point yet. Sounds awesome. Uh, so, what is the most popular product that you sell? Just because I've you know I've gone through your website, I I think you guys got some really cool handguards, uh, some really uh, pretty interesting. 
compensators yourself that you make the, the designs and whatnot. Uh, and then even when you're talking about that, the uh, ATA for the Aimpoint Micro, uh, that was something that was really interesting myself before you even mentioned it in this, in this interview, just because uh, I have, I'm 6'5", I have you know humongous bear claw hands, and I can't stand those small, tiny turrets that you got to take the caps off and then, you know, get something because you're never going to have like a screwdriver or anything like that when you really need one. So you always, you know, I always use like a dime or something like that or something, you know, uh, my old uh, can opener uh, that used to get in the old army C rations and stuff like that. And I'll use that on my, my turrets. Uh, so like the ATA, I think it's awesome. I think it's an amazing product. I think it's awesome. But uh, what is the, the most popular product that you sell? Well, um, the, the less expensive products usually sell better. Um, stuff like the uh, the reinforced buffer container, um, the end plates, um, and end plates, and also our our castle nuts, because those are um, those are um, I would I would, I don't want to say cheap because they're not cheap. They're they're still they're they're like two, yeah, three times the, the price the our end plates and um, castle nuts. They're like two or three times the price of of a of a TD of a um, factory spec part. But um, uh, so, so those do very well, and, and, and we and we think that the ATA caps, the endpoint caps, could do much better. But we still struggle with um, um, exposure, in that um, a lot of people haven't heard of us still. So you know we're well known enough in some circles, but I think um, for the public at large, you know we are not a household name like. Browning, Winchester, or whatever. I you know what I, I don't. I don't harbor any illusions of, of grandeur to think that we, can, we 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 will ever be as well known. But it, it is, and we hope we're you know we're. I think we're making progress there um, with with, um, with our dealers um, network. Um, we um, working with uh, uh, primary arms. And these guys are just absolutely awesome and um, to to work with and and, um, and you know, folks like Renew Arms and. Uh, um, and, um, and Ike Stevens at uh, uh, Big Text Outdoors. These guys get our stuff out there. And it's funny that when you do a search <laughs> for for one of our products, their name come up before ours. So you know, I'm I'm sure, I, I'm I'm immensely thankful for our dealers. And and um, we are I think uh, going to start working with Brownells, and that will get our names out there as well. So the the, the our challenge. Um, in terms of what should be popular, in my opinion, and what is actually popular, that are two, two different things. Because I think the ATA caps should be a lot more popular because there's nothing quite like it. There's nothing like it for the T1 and T2. But people continue buying this cap that they continue to lose. Whereas ours is not <laughs> the solution, but the problem is that nobody has heard of them. Nobody has heard of us. So it, it is something that would come. That will be overcome by you know by time, which is nothing I can do about. But I think working with Brownells and Primary Arms and, um, and with and Dealer certainly has moved us in the right direction. Um, you know our handguards. Um, um, you know we. By the way, I think uh, you uh, you had asked actual question. I didn't answer it was that you know shops and machines, whatever. You know we do not make any secrets that Four Controls is primarily an R and D company. We do the research, we do the testing, we do the design on products, but we do not make a thing. And we're okay with that because that means we can concentrate on what we do best. Um, we, you know, um, we contract with the shops in the U.S. None of our stuff are made outside outside of the U.S. And you know, it's it's for both patriotic and practical reasons. Patriotic because I'm American, and Four Controls is an American company. I want to use American labor. And on the practical side of it, 
is that even when we when everybody speaks English um, as a native tongue, there are still communication problems. I want this to be made longer, and they made something else longer. I'm like, uh, uh, no, that's not what I said, but that's how they interpret it. So, so, so even in a place where there's no language barrier, communication problems can still happen. And so, on a practical level, I don't want to deal with anybody that doesn't speak English as a native tongue. And so, but and also, you know, but but even say Canadian company, well, they speak English, but they're not American. So, sorry, you got to be American. Um, and we don't, yeah. So, um, so sorry, I kind of went on, on 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 a tangent there. No, not at all, not at all. Uh, and I guess I'd probably the the last question I have in reference to the forward control designs is, uh, what is you kind of mentioned it earlier. What is some of the difficulties of having a business in California? Because we all know, especially recently when they passed, was it like 15 new gun control measures. Uh, you know, they called it gun, gun again, gun again, I guess, you know, gun yeah. and arm again mixed together. Right. Um, and you mentioned how hard it is, especially like on the pistol uh, side to, to do R and D and, and T and E. Uh, you know, you see a lot of uh, companies, uh, moving from you know less free states into more free states, and you were talking about as soon as you make this your full time gig, you're going to go to states like my home state of Texas, uh, you know, which is a great free state for the time being anyway, because it seems like a lot of people are moving there because uh, you know uh, that's a whole nother story. But um, you know, and uh, what was it? One company just moved fr- uh, from uh, Connecticut to Wyoming. Um, they just announced that this past, you know, this past week. Uh, so you see a lot of companies fleeing less free states. What are some of the, the major challenges uh, that you have, especially in the R&D? Because you got to have these weapons to put them on and to see if this is even going to work. Uh, because you can have all the fittings and everything and all the measurements of what this is supposed to do. But once you actually put it in there, you don't know exactly how well it's going to do once you actually put it on the rifle itself. So what are some of the biggest challenges you have as a especially a, uh, a, you know, a modern sporting rifle, you know, accessories company in California? Well, yeah, so far, it's, yeah, the, the, the challenges are there, but they have not handicapped us too much just because we're not in the receiver making business yet. When we, go, when we go to Texas, we may very well do that. So it has mainly to do with testing, the ability to test things. Um, you know, so when our um, uh, uh, dead ear uh, suppressor mount came out, we couldn't even test them. I mean, we could test it, but we can't get a suppressor to test that. Um, and but, but fortunately for us, um, that ear actually does it for us. And we, we, we send them samples and they beat the crap out of them. And they said, this is good to go with the, you know, so, so it's, it's so, but we at least have to check for, for, you know, so, so we don't have, we don't have a, we don't have a, a suppressor that we can test, make sure that um, the, the, um, the, the, the mount is, is true. Um, so they had to send us a, a fake can in order for us to, to test that. And uh, on, on the must place, well, you know, we can't really test ourselves because, well, we, I can't get a, a, a Gen 5 in here. So um, but we could overcome these things still. Oh, you know, we can test it when we go out of state. So it's, uh, you know, for, for every can, there, there is a can opener. And so it does um, hinder us a little bit, but not to the uh, degree that it's, it, it has that much of a financial impact. But imagine what we can do when we move to a free state where we, where we have access to all, of, all the facilities and all the guns that, we, that we need, we're doing development on. 
Um, so, yeah, being in California is not a great. I mean, high taxes and it's very business unfriendly. And um, and and also, if you try to find our 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 best our um, address on our website, you won't find it because we we support President Trump and we sell things and we donate to him. And I don't want left the lefty nut jobs come to my my work and my home and firebomb us. So that's yeah, that's another concern. Um, yeah, but. Uh, we have been able to to to, to overcome them. It's it's not that much not much of a problem. Okay, that's interesting. I, I I guess since you're not actually making the firearm parts themselves, but I know like in the last um, the last round of, of gun control bills, I know they did pass some sort of control laws against even firearms accessories. You know they want and it's I know it's further down the road, but you know they said that if you purchase. Uh, farms accessories, even if you order them online, they have to be shipped to an FFL, and then you have to pick it up from the FFL. Uh, you know, you just can't have it, you know, shipped to your house anymore. So I just didn't know if that was going to affect you, or is that something that you looked into? Uh, you know, hopefully, you know, are you hoping to be out of California by then when, when that all goes down? Yeah, I'm hoping to be out here within a year, um, because, um, you know, this, you know, I don't want to pin too much hope on, on any single um, event. Um, but um, you know that's our NB safety is coming out, and that's gonna. Um, it's it's it's. I mean, it's no doubt the most expensive project that we have ever handled. And this is collaboration with um, of Liberty um, Gunworks in Texas. Um, so um, so that's gonna come out probably in a couple months, and um, I hope uh, we're hoping that uh, um, our business with uh, Brunel uh, prospers and, and grows. Uh, so those those two events would probably enable us to move out of here. And but you know, but we have other stuff coming out as well. So it's not just this this this, this two. Um, yeah. So yeah. So to answer your question, yeah, I'm hoping to be out of here. I mean, we could leave now if we wanted to. But yeah. But but there's no. But for as long as we're in California, we want to make being in California uh, profitable for us. And it's it's it's, it's doing it. You know because. We have properties, and you know, every day it goes up a little bit. So, you know, it's um, moving there is not going to do us much good yet. So, what we do move is has to be that um, it will benefit us in 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 more than one way. And absolutely. All right. So, where can people find you and learn more about can you know Ford Control Designs or see what products that they you know if they want to order something if they have a build kit going on where can they find you guys at? Well, um, our website is uh, ForwardControlsDesign.com. Um, uh, the you know um, uh, we also announce a lot of things on our Facebook page. Um, nowadays, I kind of um, almost neglected our Facebook page because. Um, Spend a lot more time um, on the Facebook group. Um, it, it, I'm, I'm, I mean, it's private. It's, it's closed. Um, so I would, I would suggest um, if, um, if they want to learn more of what we are willing to share um, in, uh, in 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 the broad public, um, send me a friend request on Facebook, and so I, I we can invite you to the group um, where, where we share a lot more things than we are willing to share um, on on our normal. Facebook page. Definitely. Something I want to say too is, you know, you being the the creator of, of forward control designs and the creator of a lot of these accessories, these unique accessories, you're on your group a lot. I mean, you are constantly interacting with people and that, you know, that's great if you, 
you know, want a company to see where your products and, and how they're going to benefit your rifle and benefit your skill sets and, and continuing to go forward, you're on there a lot. So, I mean, that's just great for people looking to purchase, you know, like a new uh, uh, catch or, or Ford Castle Nut, any, any of that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, it, it's great. So definitely recommend uh, if you're going to get something, uh, shoot you a message so that way they can get inside the group and they can see not only just you, but also everybody that has these products and how they work well on the rifles. Right. I mean, you know, the group is small and I, I, I want to keep it small because when it gets bigger, then the just that's a lot some more more personality conflicts, politics all over. And, you know, yeah, we so. Uh, but you know my phone number and and um, and um, email address are actually listed on our website, and um, I think for folks that uh, um, have dealt with us before, uh, some of our surprise that that people actually answer the phone. Like, uh, well, it's not what we're supposed to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when they send us an email, we we, we will reply to it right away. The, you know, it's um, it's both a, a sense of duty uh, because customer service is. Is, is an end to itself. We don't do customer service in, in the hope that they will say good things about us. We take care of our customers because it's 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 our job to, it's our duty to. And uh, my personality is that if there's something that we can do, I can do right now, then I want to get it done. So I don't wait. And I think um, a lot of customers can agree that um, when they place an order, um, and by the time they get it, it's like within days. We don't wait for to, to do anything. Um, um, my wife can tell you that's because I'm very impatient. Well, okay, yeah, it's that it, because I want to get things done, so I move on to the next thing. But um, yeah, so um, yeah, our, our Facebook page is has a lot of. Uh, no, I'm sorry, our our Facebook group, the the Dog Pond, has a lot of prof, uh, industry professionals, and and has a very broad range of different shooters from from diff, all different walks of life. And I, I I love I really like the um, the um, the variety, um, you know, because um. Yeah, and you know, I'm on it quite a bit because, well, uh, it's it, I just it's because it's fun. I I, I enjoy them. I, I enjoy our friends. Um, I but you know, I not so much. It's just not a, a way for us to further our business. It's just you know a way for us to share um, a lot of our products and um, new incoming products. And sometimes we <laughs> even before they got made into product, there are already changes to be made. Um, shows that so that speaks to, to the to the um, to the power of the collective wisdom and experience um, of the folks in the group. That, um, for instance, our um, addressing pro cover, um, <laughs> even before they are made, there's already a version two. Uh, okay, well that that's kind of that's kind of crazy, but but, uh, but you know we we do take uh, input and uh, feedback seriously to the point that. Um, something like this can happen even before we start shipping. There's already a version two in the works. Um, and this is just one example of, of things uh, moving very fast. Things, you know, it's kind of unusual, but um, but I, I'm I'm very thankful for all the folks in the group. That's awesome. Well, Roger, you said you wanted to uh, stick around while we go into some of the the news kind of affecting the firearms industry and go into our gear news and reviews and in the culture segment. Yeah, sure. 
Awesome. All right. Well, let's start getting into some of the news real quick before we start getting into the gear news and reviews. Uh, something that's interesting that has come out is actually Bernie Sanders. You were kind of talking about Trump. Bernie Sanders uh, actually has burned the 2020 Democratic par- uh, primary gun control agenda. This uh, article actually comes from Emiland. This was published on the 23rd of November. And Bernie Sanders has actually come out and stated that in regards to the Second Amendment and mandatory confiscation, which uh, Robert O'Rourke basically championed in his Democratic primary contr- uh, you know, debates, he stated that you know they're going to go to every door and they're going to collect every modern sporting rifle. Uh, but he has stated that that is unconstitutional and actually, uh, you know, not po- you know, not plausible. Uh, which I think is very interesting because, uh, you know, I wonder if he is kind of towing to the independents that voted for for Trump in 2016, uh, or is he actually using his brain because he's actually never had a, a real job outside of government. Uh, so, and he is a very far leaning left socialist, uh, admittingly. Uh, so the fact that he's actually stated that. Uh, is is very interesting. I think he's trying to try and take away some of those independent Trump voters. But he has also stated that he does see the need for a, quote unquote, assault weapon banned. So he is trying to, uh, you know, obviously toe to the independent voters, but he's also uh, not trying to lose his base because obviously his base is the very far left. Uh, any thoughts in reference to Bernie Sanders statement in reference to that? Well, I, I, I... <laughs> I, I watched with with amusements. Um, I mean, all all of this um, twenty twenty Democrat hopefuls. I don't honestly care what any of them has to say because um, they they would just say anything and do anything to get elected. You know, as to what they actually what they might do um, when they get elected. Well, look at um, all the pivoting that everyone, most most people have done, right? So um, Elizabeth Warren first say, well, um, we're gonna take, take and, uh, healthcare for all, we're gonna take away private insurance. And then finally, when she revealed the numbers, nobody believed her. Now she's gonna say, oh, we're gonna take two years to do it, right? So they bend to whatever that is expedient, to whatever that might get them elected. So um, you know, none of these guys have any idea of what the real Americans, how, Ameri- how the real Americans live, and how 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 and how they, and it's so they're completely out of touch. So it's like listening to a lunatic. I don't really care what they have to say because I don't believe any of it. Yeah, and and definitely the independent votes is is what won Trump in 2016. And I'm not a humongous Trump fan. I am a single issue voter. I admittedly say this. Uh, if you are pro Second Amendment, then I am voting for you. It doesn't matter what you have an R or a D behind your name, uh, because especially being in, from the South, you know we have a lot of blue dog Democrats who are pro gun. Uh, they're fewer and far between nowadays, but you know especially. When I was first able to vote uh, and starting to get into politics at a younger age, you know, there was a lot of Democrats in the South that were pro Second Amendment, but they were Democrats. Uh, but just because you know you say that you are pro Second Amendment, it also depends upon your actions. And I definitely believe that Bernie Sanders' actions has not proved that he is pro Second Amendment. And he even self said that he still wants to have uh, gun control legislation passed, but he obviously wants to uh, doesn't feel that. Uh, you know, mandatory gun confiscation and buybacks are are feasible. So uh, it's, it's not feasible, and, and you know, so so O'Rourke said that to 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 make waves, but it didn't work for him because he eventually dropped out, right? So um, I I don't think any one of them really has a chance against Trump. 
um, so you could you could try to give away everything, um, free college tuition, um, and a free free healthcare, free all that. It's uh, interesting that they, they say and open borders. I don't think anyone have a chance. Any one of them has has a, a snowball's chance in hell to 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 beat Trump unless he does something really really stupid. Um, as 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 far as the the all you know the moderate um, Democrats, okay, some of them are actually kind of not again not for gun. I mean, there are actually four Second Amendment, but um, you know, politicians. There's there's one thing I know pretty well is that you know they very rarely have anything to do with the real issues at hand. They just they they would do and say anything to get elected, and. And Trump, I think, is just about the only one that delivers on his promises. And never mind that some of them he has hasn't been able to deliver, but still, you know, it's it's he has much better track record than 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 his predecessors. Well, and we'll definitely see because uh, the New York case for gun control uh, that New York tried to make moot is coming up and being discussed before the Supreme Court next month. And we will definitely see if uh, Justice Kavanaugh. Uh, who he appointed to the Supreme Court, uh, you know, to make it a majority conservative uh, Supreme Court actually favors, uh, you know, gun owners. Uh, but we'll definitely see, uh, you know, a lot of people, especially in the gun community, are huge fans of Trump's because of bump stocks and because of statements he made of red flag laws. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll definitely see where it comes in. If it comes between, uh, you know, if, if Justice Kavanaugh shows that he is a pro-Second Amendment Supreme Court judge, if that's the only thing we get out of Trump, then that's definitely a win. It's a marginal win. Uh, I would definitely like to see other things like national reciprocity and repeal of the NFA. Uh, but if that's the only thing we get, it's it's definitely better than somebody else that you know supports gun control, and then on top of that, support you know appoints liberal judges to the Supreme Court. Right. I, I think the the, the the power of Trump is is um, you know I. It's not just on the same issue. Of course, that is important to all of us gun owners. Is um, is what he has been able to do in terms of prosperity. I, I think um, all Americans um, have prospered. Most Americans have prospered because of him. And and, and you know the, the the gun thing. Yeah, obviously it's it's um, it's our business, and and we we have vested interest in it. And um, and in the last um, election cycle, we were showing this um, patch that says. Um, we have we were has uh, um, the um, we were selling irredeemable and despicable. Well, part of the thing called us. We were selling these patches and we were donating the proceeds to his campaign. Um, but anyway, all right. Going on to the next news, uh, the final news story coming up in the main segment. Uh, it came out. Uh, obviously, you are in California, correct? Yes. And uh, this was in reference to the Santa Santa Clarita shooting that happened at a school. Uh, it has come out that a, uh, what, and this actually article comes from USA Today, but it was the best article I could find with information reference to it, uh, came out on the 22nd November, and the title of it is, was a, What's a Ghost Gun Untraceable DIY Firearm Used in California High School Shooting? It has come out through the Sheriff's Office that a quote-unquote kit gun was used in that shooting. Uh, and obviously with the massive uh, in the the extensive gun control bills that California came out with and that they already actually already have on the books, uh, it does, you know, gun control does no good in reference to these mass shootings. A killer is going to find a way to kill, and especially in my line of work. I've seen that, you know, people kill each other with hands, with, uh, you know, inanimate objects, you know, not necessarily a firearm. You know, it could be a knife, could be, you know, some sort of club. 
you know, something used as a club. It doesn't matter. People are going to find a way to kill. Uh, but obviously, this kind of pokes holes in reference to California's gun laws, and especially since a quote-unquote kit gun was used, uh, you know, and, and California is, you know, losing their mind on this because it doesn't matter, you know, what gun control laws you have. People are going to find a way to kill themselves. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, why would anybody be surprised that this this uh, this, this Democrats, the liberals, uh, are 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 shocked when their laws don't work? <laughs> if that was the case, why would I mean by by looking at the speed sign, that should be enough, right? So why should we even have uh, radar traps? Why do we even have uh, highway patrols and people that enforce laws because people don't follow them? So so only people only these liberals would be surprised that nobody follows them. I mean, you look at the San Bernardino shootings. I mean, how did they get these weapons? Uh, California has one of the strictest guns. The laws don't work. So when one law doesn't work, so, so it's, it's like this. I've seen this elsewhere before. Okay, so on, on a stretch of, of freeway where 50, where 50 miles um, an hour uh, law is not in the base. Uh, so instead of doing something about it, they change it to 40. Uh, okay, it's it's all about lip service. It's all about the appearance of doing something. I think everybody knows them well. They, they, don't, they don't work. Um, I, and only they guess are surprised when something like this happens. Of course, I would say you know, something we've known all, all along is that people have been able to find ways to kill one another for for time immemorial. It's, it doesn't have to be a gun. It could be a rock. It could be a piece of pencil. We can't ban it everything. So the, 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 again, the question to acquire here has nothing to do with the tool. It has to do with the person wielding the tool. And they don't want to see that because that's not a popular thing. They just, that, that view is not going to get them elected. Absolutely. There's already crimes against murder. And obviously, uh, you know, the, the penalties of murder wasn't enough to keep this person away from killing people at the school. Uh, does a gun control law, do they think that's going to work? Uh, do they think it's going to make it easy, any, you know, harder for them to try and kill somebody? I mean, if this individual really wanted to kill those people at that school, he would have brought a knife to school. He could have brought, uh, a, you know, a sword to school, especially, you know, how popular like, anime is. Unfortunately, you know, well, I don't want to say unfortunately because I know a lot of people that like anime, but, you know, how popular anime is and there's plenty of, you know, of these fantasy weapons that, that, you know, you see kids, you know, post on social media that they have, uh, you know, it, people are going to kill and harm each other any way they can. And, and, you know, you're talking about the San Bernardino shooting. I covered this in a podcast a few weeks ago where, you know, they actually tried, it was actually, again, it was a, uh, uh, 80% lower that he had. And they tried to prosecute the individual that had, you know, somewhat like of a build party. He had the machines uh, to for you to finish your 80%. And he just, you know, you paid him for the build party. You go up, you get to use his machines, and you get to finish your 80%. And the ATF tried to, you know, prosecute him and stating that he was a unlicensed manufacturer. And he actually didn't even make firearms, but he had an unrelated business. But the tooling that he had in his machine shop could be used to finish these 80 percent. And he was a Second Amendment supporter and he lived in California. So he felt that, you know, hey, I have this business. You know, this is something I can do to help people. Uh, and that's what those, you know, at least some of the firearms that were used in the San Bernardino shooting, they were used. But the ATF overstretched and they actually even had to drop the charges against that individual. Uh, so. It's in reference to these, you know, quote unquote, kit guns. Uh, it doesn't matter if you make laws against them. Uh, there's still plenty enough 
firearms that are used in everyday crime, especially like in gang crime in California, that aren't kit guns. But yet the you know criminals still found a way to get them and bring them into California. So it doesn't matter what gun control ha- laws you have. You're just basically making harder for law-abiding citizens to get firearms to protect themselves. And then you are making it harder for them to uh, get these firearms. And, and it's basically, you know, it, it's an old Jim Crow law. You know, you're making it harder for people that are law-abiding citizens that aren't the ultra-wealthy in California to get these guns to protect themselves. And I got a feeling once, you know, the Supreme Court gets that New York law, I hope that some of this gun control legislation in California uh, and other lesser free states are going to be shot down. I, you know, it's 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 just it's just insanity because they want to take away our means to defend ourselves, but at the same time, the cops can be everywhere, and they tell us the cops can be everywhere. But okay, well then, why do you take away our our means to to defend ourselves um, if they, if you they're not going to be everywhere? Um, it's I, I don't really understand them, but then I'm not liberal, so I I can't I don't understand how they think because i don't think they do it's just all about feelings it's just about emotions they not nothing to do with logic because if they had any logic none of the, the it, california would be a very landscape with a different landscape if if the if logic ruled but it doesn't it was all about emotions and about optics about parents and you know I, i've been here i've i've you know i've encountered many liberals and one of them i mean this is <laughs> It's, it's, it's just incredible. I'm like, holy crap, I cannot believe I'm hearing this. So somebody I knew from years ago, it was so anti-gun. I said, listen, if somebody was raping you, would you rather that he, that he did that instead of you shooting him? Yes. Okay, you know what, never mind. I think we're done with this conversation because I can't talk about, I can't have a, a, a logical conversation with someone that just operates on emotions. Unfortunately, emotions rule and feelings rule with, with, with Democrats and liberals. Um, it, it could nothing to do with the reality anymore. So when when you know when, when people say they're out of touch, uh, yeah, there's really n- no better description because what they think should work and what actually do work are, are very two different things. Absolutely, and you know when you're talking about you know especially defending yourself and police response. You know I used to work at the second largest agency in my state, and even the police response there, you're looking anywhere between five to seven minutes, and that is great response time nationally. And, you know, a lot can happen in five to seven minutes. And in the agency I work at now, it's very rural. And you're looking at closer towards a 30-minute response time. And not even just for law enforcement, but in most cases, even in medical care, you're looking at closer to 45 minutes to an hour response time for an ambulance to get there. Uh, Because we don't have any full-time fire departments, so you have to rely on volunteer firefighters and also just ambulance services coming out to your house. So the responsibility always comes down to you. And that's especially like we're talking about Bernie Sanders and wanting to give everything away for free. Uh, You know, responsibility ultimately comes down to you in reference to your self-defense, in reference to you helping you or your neighbors or your family or your loved ones, uh, whether it be medical care or self-defense. The responsibility ultimately comes down to you. And that's what I think politicians especially do not understand. Well, especially in America, I don't know when this this, this idea took hold, took the foothold. I think uh, Americans are very, um, they're, 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 in the, they're, 
they're very very individualistic in that they want to be to to be you know, is, is I think um, self sustained and self rule, and to, and to be independent. And you know that's I think Americans are rather unique that way. And that's not only do we think that way, we actually can be that way. So the idea of having to rely on anybody for anything is very foreign and alien to me. Um, and so okay, fine, we'll, we'll give we'll. Uh, give up or surrender all the way the means to defend ourselves. We're going to depend on you only. I will never do that. Um, I not just about our safety, about anything else um, like um, uh, Medicaid. I don't depend on the government. I mean, listen, one thing the government has done well in the last fifty years. I I, I this for the few and far between. So if they can't run the VA well, what the, what makes them to think that they can run Medicare for all well? Uh, if they they can't. It's it's been tried elsewhere, but they don't see it. But so that that's the very typical liberal or Democrat way of doing things. When something doesn't work, they double down on it. When that doesn't work, they triple down on it. It's just it's forget about learning. This see the thing. Their ways are quite contrary to to the normal human behavior in that you learn from your mistakes. Oh, I'm okay. I got bit by a snake. Next time I'll be more careful. No, their way is well. I'll try it again. <laughs> it, it's 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 like uh, again. I I don't pre- I I know that I can't think like them because well, thank God because I'd be liberal if I did. Well, and you're talking about taking away the right to self defense, and of course we see how well that's working out for Hong Kong. That's something I'm very I'm very passionate about keeping up personally because I think that's very uh, you know it parallels very much to the American experience because people in Hong Kong obviously have a very different value system than, say, mainland China. And it's the exact same thing. People in Alabama have a very different value system than, say, people in New York. And even personally for you, you have a very different value system than your neighbor. Uh, So to be able to prevent the majority from imposing their will on the minority, you know, the Second Amendment is a equalizer to all that. And that's why, you know, Samuel Colt called it the peacemaker. You know, you can have a, you know, six foot five guy like me, you know, try and bully my way onto somebody that's five foot five. Uh, but if they are armed, you know, I'm going to think differently about trying to bully myself away onto them because, uh, you know, it's it's an equalizer. And that is the important thing. And that's what our founding fathers thought of when they created the Constitution and the Second Amendment. Right. You know, it's, it's uh I think the Constitution and the founding fathers, their ideas are so advanced, and they, 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 they I, I mean, come back, come back to the TDP designs, and they are so well done. I don't see any reason to change them. And people that do so would would do so at 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 the detriment of the of the folks that they they um, impose their, their their rules on. Um, instead of trying to do something better. They just do something new, and every every time they do that, it just makes things worse. Uh, Absolutely. So, uh, so you know, fortunately, a lot of these liberal ideas haven't made their way to well, some of them. Unfortunately, have become mainstream to the point that they're accepted. Uh, I, I hope that this this their their this stay on the coast and don't go anywhere and or follow me to Texas. 
<laughs> well, as I still have all my extended family all scattered throughout the entire state of Texas, I will tell you that unfortunately there are. Uh, I mean, I have some cousins that live in Austin, and Austin is a uh, left-wing liberal haven now. And you know, I'm not in this, and I'd say inclusion into the Second Amendment, and that's why I say I'm a single-issue voter. If you care about the Second Amendment, and as long as you believe it verbatim, what it says that the right of uh, the people should not be infringed to own arms and to bear arms. Then you, most of your, you know, nearly all your other political beliefs, I do not care about. As long as you leave me alone and you leave me and my property alone. Uh, but you know, when you start looking at like West Texas, where most of my family's from, uh, you know, that's where you get to, you know, kind of the more traditional Texas. But I, de I definitely understand what you're talking about on that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I. I I, I don't know how I have been able to live for, for as long as I have. Um, <laughs> I, my wife tells me, please don't talk about um, politics at work. <laughs> so, you know, after Trump was elected, the first thing someone asked me, so did you vote for Trump? I'm like, oh, God, well, don't ask me that. But <laughs> yeah, it, it's, uh, it's um, um, yeah, it, they're, they're the ones that are being divide, uh, um, divisive and intolerant. And um, yeah, I. I yeah, we're just we're just we're just spending our time. You know, the the first chance we get, we're 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 out of here. <laughs> That's awesome for you guys. I know a lot of people, unfortunately, don't have the means to to move out of lesser free states. So for them, I just say continue to fight strong, talk to your politicians, and join whatever gun right organizations you have uh, that will fight for your gun rights wherever you are. Let's go ahead and start getting into our gun near uh, gun gear news and reviews. I got a couple products that I want to talk about. Don't have actually any reviews myself, but I have some news that's come out. Uh, one thing in a previous episode, I talked about you know quote unquote tactical jeans. Uh, you know I have I bought a pair of Condor tactical jeans just because uh, they were the you know cheap price on Amazon and I ordered them and wore them around well now a new company has come out with their own version and it's actually even cheaper than Condor uh, I don't know if any of my listeners have heard of LA Police Gear uh, they are a website that I've bought a lot of stuff from uh, go look up LAPoliceGear.com and you can see what I'm talking about they have a lot of their own branded stuff uh, that's really nice. It comes in a really good price, and they come out with their own style of jeans that are you know stretchy. They have extra pockets for magazines, uh, both pistol and AR style magazines, and the price of them currently are twenty nine ninety nine. I have not. I'm ordering some uh, come Black Friday because of you know I've always ordered stuff from them Black Friday. And they have a twenty five percent off coupon every Black Friday, so I'm definitely going to order some from them then. Uh, so once I get them in, I will actually have a review of them for you. Uh, but for twenty nine ninety nine for a pair of jeans. Uh, that aren't just your normal uh, Levi's or Carhartts or whatever. They're a little bit stretchy. That's what I like about them. So I can do some a little bit more, uh, you know, actually go to the gym in them. You can go to the gym in these things and you don't have to worry about busting out any seams or anything like that when you're doing any squats or deadlifts or anything. Uh, and they're, like I said, they're $29.99. They come in that dark blue is the only color they have in, which is what I like personally anyway. Uh, and something else I like about them, just looking at the pictures, is they have extra wide belt loops. Uh, you know, a lot of times, uh, adding a lot of 
lot of different shit to my belt, you know, in my everyday carry. Uh, sometimes uh, things get stuck in chairs or in vehicles when I'm getting in and out. Uh, so sometimes those little uh, belt loops will bust. Uh, but these actually have extra wide reinforced belt loops. Uh, so that's something that's very interesting that I'm really looking forward to, to seeing the, the fit and the quality of them. Uh, so definitely go check out LA Police Gear. But I will say the only thing that I absolutely freaking hate about LA Police Gear is that they use FedEx shipping. And it will take two or three freaking weeks for you to get your product in. Uh, I've ordered, you know, I did some reviews on some 511 boots uh, a while back. And I ordered them from LA Police Gear because they had them on clearance at a really cool price, great price for me. And it took seriously two and a half weeks for them to you know from the shipping notice that i got from la police gear to actually arriving at my door uh which you know in the beginning days of the internet you you know you didn't really mind that much of a wait because that was kind of the norm but with the days of amazon prime and you know brownell's own version of amazon prime uh when you're used to getting things in within two to three to you know, four business days, you know, you're really, <laughs> they need to do something different, you know, go to a different shipping carrier or do something a little bit different with their shipping uh, department because, you know, the two to three weeks is just a, a nuisance. It, it's, you know, not, it's not something that I would not recommend buying from them, but it's definitely a nuisance uh, in regards to that. Uh, LA Police Gear actually have a, a storefront out in LA. Have you ever heard of them, Roger? I have. I, I used to buy things from them. Yeah, I mean, they have really great products. I buy a lot of their uh, range clothes, you know, except for work. I have to wear those 511 style pants. Uh, and sometimes, you know, I only get so many pants a year. Uh, so sometimes, like, for example, uh, you know, like fingerprint dust or, or, you know, other kind of mess and gunk I get on there and I can't get out. Uh, with you know my limited single dad abilities in the laundry room, so I have to order some more pants. So I purchased uh, some of their Atlas pants, which are really nice as well. Uh, so I, I I actually do purchase a lot of stuff from LA Police Care. They're always having constantly sales. And I will say one dishonest thing that LA Police Care does. I know other people do, but I've definitely noticed it in reference to LA Police Gear is that you'll see something on sale and say something's fifty dollars and it'll be on sale for thirty dollars, and then all of a sudden I'm like, well, I know they normally have a sale like around like Veterans Day. Uh, so I'll wait until Veterans Day comes out and they'll throw out like a 10 or 15% off coupon from them. But then when you go to order that stuff, it goes off of, you know, their markdown price $30 and it's back up to, to $50. So you're actually spending more if you uh, use that 15% coupon versus buying it on sale when it's, you know, always constantly $30 except for when they throw out those coupon codes. Uh, so that's one thing I do notice. So definitely have to just kind of look at the, you know, I get emails from them on the different sales they have. Definitely have to kind of look at uh, what they're having sale wise and kind of keep up with that. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is uh, 511 Norris boots. Uh, like I've stated, I actually I love good footwear, and something that I love about footwear is something that I can wear onto the range that's sturdy, uh, but also something I can wear with some jeans uh, that doesn't make me look like I'm ready to you know kick down doors and look tactical when I go to you know my kids you know PTA meeting or my my daughter's Girl Scout meeting or, or something you know funky you know something normal like that. I don't want to look like I'm, I'm tactical. Timmy going into there. Uh, 511 Norris uh, boots just came out. The, they almost look like a pair of Chuck Taylors. And, you know, I have some Ultima boots. I have some uh, some Whoobies, and I love those. Uh, 511, uh, and this article actually comes from Gat Daily. It was published on the 15th. Uh, 
doing their review of it. Uh, and they do have some Vibram soles. Uh, they are kind of minimalist on the uh, tread on the bottom. Uh, so you're not you know, like I said, having that humongous tread that you see like an old style army boots uh, that's got the humongous grip. Uh, they kind of look like some high top, you know, Chuck T's. And again, they don't look that tactical. They come in either coyote brown or black. Uh, they got the leather. They have some reinforced toes. So that way you don't have that problem of the sole kind of peeling off after a while, uh, which is I've had some issue with uh, some past boots previously, uh, especially for work, like for baits and whatnot. So that's something really interesting that they've come out with and uh, definitely going to probably look at, uh, you know, Black Friday, getting a pair of these boots to add to my footwear that I wear at home because my Ultimas are kind of getting a little little worn out. Uh, Roger, you got any uh, gear or, you know, products either made by Ford Control Designs or anything other than Ford Control Designs that you have that you want to talk about that you either noticed that you haven't ordered yet that you're looking into or something that you got that you really found that was amazing? Uh, well, I, I stay with, well, I stay in my lane um, uh, because, well, I'm looking at getting the the new Trijicon, uh, the um, their R, what the, uh, the R. Oh, the new RMR. It, well, it's 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 round. It's um, yeah, RSO, I guess. Well, it's more than that little dip than they normally have on theirs. Yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. It was it like the was it Gen three, I think. It's a uh, it's it's a side that's a, that's, that's a dedicated for pistol. I think um, I'm looking look this up. I think um, it's called. Um, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about because they just came out with it. What like a couple months ago? Uh, the new Trigon SRO micro it, pistol it, red dot sight. Yeah, they're, 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 yeah. So there's that. I, I, I because I think he uses the same footprints as the MSR, as as the R, as the Armor. Um, and uh, we might be also looking at uh, making um, the moss plate uh, to be compatible with the uh, the endpoint um, uh, acro. Um, that was the last I got. So I like it quite a bit. Um, and so yeah, there are sites. Um, also, I probably want to get to one of uh, Jim Hodges, um opera receiver at some point because uh, you know they're very hard to get. Um, and um, now I you know don't have a lot of time for toys anymore. Um, so if if I do buy them, they're they're usually geared. They're, they're usually because we <laughs> because we need them to do developments. And you know it's kind of cool to be able to buy buy toys and them. Um, and, and to be able to do, uh, to do tax deduction on them. Absolutely. Yeah, it, that's pretty interesting because I know that was the big thing about uh, Trigicon is that the little dip that they normally had in their RMR uh, glass was was what made it so drop safe. Uh, and but you know it was patented by Trigicon, so no other company can use it. That's why you always see all the others have the rounded uh, over the top. Uh, so I wonder, you know, how how well the glass holds up and because it's made by Trigicon. I'm sure it really does hold up well. Uh, and this is great because it's it's a better, uh, you know field of view, eye relief, you know, bigger window that you can look through. Uh, so, you know, it's better for what I call optically challenged shooters. You know, whenever I go to my local USPSA matches, you always see the older guys using, you know, the the red dot sights on their pistols because their vision's kind of going out. So they need that, that you know, dot to help them find where they're, you know, going to shoot. But, you know, they obviously get the bigger glass, the better for them. So that way they can see where they're actually going and shooting at. So that's right. pretty interesting. Yeah, but um, otherwise, we're um, some some of the products we're developing um, are um, well. 
they're geared towards um, um, surefire um, light switches. Um, there, we have we have um, three three products for three different switches. Um, we've been sitting on them for about a year, but um, we're finally getting um, some movement on them. Uh, so that's um, also it's a wish you be seeing that pretty pretty soon. It's pretty cool. Uh, now, have you had a lot of uh, requests for the Surefire, or is there a reason why you're going for Surefire and not Streamlight? Is because that's the you know obviously the other popular one that a lot of people use. Well, uh, Streamlight. Um, well, we got to start from somewhere. Um, it's the Surefire. I just happened. We had just happened to do because I, I I because I run Surefire lights. Um, the stream lights, it you know, once we have something established, it will be just a matter of modifying them for to, to fit the um, the stream light um, tape, tape switches. So, so there's, there's no really rhyme or logic other than that's 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 uh, what we <laughs> that's that's how that that's what I have. Um, if I if I had a lot more um, stream light switches, that's that within would would have started with us. Well, so it's uh, you know either way, um, it's not hard to 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 uh, um, to make it compatible, to modify to make it compatible with uh, with stream light switches. I got you. So you don't have to start all over again when you go to stream light if you start making accessories for that. Well, right, right. You know, you know well, let, let's see how 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 they, how they do because. Um, um, it's uh, I, I there's nothing quite like it. Um, well, actually, I know there's nothing like it uh, for for two of them. Uh, we're talking about the uh, the SR07 and the uh, um, SR07 DIT switch um, tape switchers. Um, so so essentially, what um, what they do is that um, they um, they protect them. Yeah, the, 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 the issue with this these switchers is that they're made of very soft material. So even though they grab onto rails just fine, but they they're they're kind of vulnerable. So 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 um so so this um this mounts or fence mounts protect them, and against um against damage and also from um from accidental slash um unintentional activate like um activation. So it's it's something that I've always wanted. Again, nobody makes it because well I don't know why, but uh, we happen to be the first one. I said well you know that would be a good idea. The show I didn't do it, so so we so that's uh, well better for us because we're we're doing it. That's pretty cool. Uh, look forward to, to hearing that. I got, actually got a buddy that uh, he's fooling a lot with, around with lights on his rifle, uh, and he's got some pretty cool stuff that I'm personally keeping up with to see how it works out for him. Think about maybe doing to my rifles. Uh, and you know, he's a surefire guy, so uh, definitely gonna probably when I start. If it works out well with him, and in reference to his application, I'm probably going to try and put it on one of my rifles and and uh, see what it does for him as well. And and if you start doing some some surefire stuff, I'll probably definitely keep an eye out on what you got and, and probably add it to my rifle. Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, we're we're about halfway um, in development. Um, now it's a matter of of actually um, actually making the prototyping. So yeah, we're this this is one of the fastest moving projects because. Um, it doesn't require a lot of precision. It just needs to fit something that already exists, like like the tape switchers. So um, yes, yeah, so that that makes things easier. And you know, one makes you know what's hard is when we're trying to make something that's um, well nobody else has done. Um, that that tape to tape will take quite take quite quite a bit longer. Awesome, good cool deal. Look at me today. Cause regardless, I can eat whatever I like. I said I can eat whatever I like. Let's get yeah. it.
beer for my neck Soda pop, no ice A day of free food, I don't have to say it twice Came prepared, got a fork in my own knife Look at all the food, but I'd rather take a bite All day my grandma was in the kitchen whipping Cooking mac and cheese, baking delicious chicken You don't think Alright, let's go ahead and start getting into our culture segment. Uh, in our culture segment, we are going to be talking about a movie that is pretty interesting, and actually, uh, it was and actually didn't even watch it until I read The Operator by Rob O'Neill because something I didn't realize is that the same SEAL Team Six that uh, you know killed Osama bin Laden all those years ago is actually the same SEAL Team that was in you know depicted in this movie, and we're going to be talking about Captain Phillips. Uh, is this a movie that you ever? ever watched or something that you're interesting because it's based on the real story of, you know, the hijacking of the Meserick, Alabama, uh, and, you know, being from Alabama myself, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, dumb shits, I will say in Alabama, we're like, why don't we have a ship named after us as being, you know, hijacked by Somali pirates and, you know, back in 2009 when it happened, uh, is this a movie that you ever watched? Yeah, we, we, well, we watched it um, years ago. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty, yeah, we, 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 I enjoyed it quite a bit. It was a really interesting movie, uh, I thought so, just because I love, you know, I'm a huge history nut. I actually got my undergrad in history to be a history teacher, uh, but I obviously went into law enforcement instead. Uh, and so I, I love true stuff, you know, true story movies uh, to see kind of how, you know, close they are to the actual story. And obviously most people aren't going to read books uh, or keep up in the news, but they're more likely to kind of go out into the movie theaters and see a movie. So when this movie came out, especially since it had Tom Hanks in it, uh, you know, it was a, it was a very big ticket movie and going to be talking about some of the guns in it, the handguns that were used. Uh, they had the Colt M1911 A1 and also a uh, Makarev PM. They were all both used by the Somali pirates, you know, during the hijacking actually of the ship. Uh, and of course, 1911, uh, the Makarov, you know, great guns. Uh, I actually own, you know, own a couple 1911s just because, you know, what gun guy doesn't own a 1911? Uh, and then the Makarov, you know, was a cheap surplus gun that I got when I was younger, kind of, you know, still, you know, just buying into firearms. And this is back when surplus guns that were, you know, still really cheap. And I think I got mine for like a hundred bucks. Uh, back in the day. And in reference to the rifles, of course, you had uh, Norinco Type 56 and a Norinco Type 56-1, uh, uh, which is the underfolder for the AK-type rifle. And, of course, obviously the Somali pirates used it. And then uh, kind of getting into your wheelhouse a little bit, uh, they had the M4A1, uh, which is what some of the sailors used. Uh, and the little dinghies going up to the Meserik, you know, to the rescue boats to talk to the Somali pirates. They also had a Knight's Armament SR-25. Uh, they had the HK-417. And, of course, all these are used by the sailors and uh, the Navy SEALs in reference to the movie. And then when you start getting into some of the, uh, the machine guns, the crew served weapons, you had the M240. Uh, and then you also had a uh, Dishka, which was used in the beginning of the movie in reference to the Somali pirates. And then, of course, you had the Browning M3 heavy machine gun in one of the Blackhawks that uh, was used by the sailors in reference to that. Uh, it's a great movie if you haven't seen it. It's not on any of the streaming services right now, so it's not on like Hulu, Amazon Prime, Netflix, anything like that. Uh, but if you haven't seen it, it's definitely I would suggest that you go see it. Uh, you know, go to to Redbox. I don't know if it's out on Redbox or try and you know you know rent it from Amazon or wherever you you know service that you use to to watch your movies. Uh, and then also, like I said, based on the book, you know, the operator. Uh, the operator talks about this a little bit, uh, and it was to, I, that was a book that I read a long time ago. You know, written by Rob O'Neill, the individual uh, that killed Osama bin Laden. That was a great book. 
and definitely, I think you should read that as well. Uh, have you ever read The Operator by Rob O'Neill, Roger? No, I have not. Uh, it's a good book. I definitely recommend if you uh, have Audible or something like that, and and you know maybe read it on the you know your commute or something like that. I would definitely recommend it. It's it's a pretty interesting book. And like I said, you never understood how these group of guys that were in SEAL Team Six at the time, how much they actually did in their career. Because uh, you had the the Mesurek, Alabama uh, rescue of Captain Phillips. Uh, you also had the uh, the Osama bin Laden raid, and you know, obviously, it goes into great te- detail about that because that's kind of the claim of the fame for Rob O'Neill. Uh, but it's a very interesting book, and then also Captain Phillips just kind of puts it in a little bit perspective of what you know you saw at that time. And of course, it's about Navy SEALs, and Navy SEALs love to have books and movies made about each other. <laughs> Well, Roger, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. I greatly appreciate you uh, coming on to the show today, and I will definitely uh, keep in touch. Again, just let people know where they can find you. Oh, yeah, thanks so much. You know, there was one thing I um, actually wanted to, to say. Um, I know when you were asking me about um, what recommendations I had for people that wanted to, 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 um, to start out in the, in the business, um, I have read a lot, quite a couple of things. That, you know, a lot of things um, that that uh, that we do, um, we just do it, but we didn't know, we didn't put it on a piece of paper. It's just not a formula. Um, but I didn't recognize, I did identify something that would um, that might be helpful. Um, that was the um, the parts um, um, with experience. Um, we're talking about the customer experience. Um, you know, a lot of times in in retail shops, they're introducing. You know, experience into into the shop into the shopping. Now, so so you know, we we are a hardware company, but we treasure we emphasize on relationship far more than than hardware itself because you, otherwise it be like going to Lowe's or Home Depot. You buy something, you leave, and there's no experience there, right? I mean, that was just what it was. But but the, the experience stuff that we have again, we just did it. We didn't. I didn't even know. That this was part of this, I think this is what kind of made us somewhat unique um, in that um, in that uh, dealing with with four controls is it's you know I have always wanted to be uh, an, an experience where the fun moment people order something and uh, getting a shipping notification, getting it delivered, using it, and also they're they're um, if they ever need us, they uh, they are interaction and uh, on Facebook and also in our group there is a lot of um, positive experience mixed in. So you could create a good product, but if your people skills suck, um, I mean, I, I think my people skills are okay. Some people think that my people skills are great. I don't know. My wife might have a different opinion on my people <laughs> skills. Um, but it's it's the it's the 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 pleasant and positive experience that we have been able to incorporate into everything. I mean, into most things that we do. Um, you know, for, you know, experience could be something um, as silly as looking at the return address. It says, well, well, shipping monkey. Well, that, get a lot, people get a laugh out of it. You know, it's minor, but it still counts as a little bit of pleasant experience. So, so uh, anyone that wants to start out, it's, it's not enough. Um, it'll be, it's actually, it's important to have a worthy product that actually does uh, something for more than just look does something meaningful for the customer. It's uh, it's it's also important to to make the person feel uh, in, that's 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 um, it's it's that's it's, it's a happy thing. So 
um, are, are supposed to go into a grocery store store and buy a piece of bread or a loaf of bread. There's no experience there. So you just do it just because, well, you have to. But imagine if you could make people happy, make people want to do that. Um, that is the, the experience that I'm talking about. Um, again, we didn't put it on paper and say, well, this is what we want to do. We just did it because, because it felt like the right thing to do. And somebody actually put it on paper and identified it. So I, you know, I, I just feel like I, I should mention that because, um, um, you know, I think forward controls design as a company, um, I think, I believe so. I, I don't know that because I am in it, so I can't be completely unbiased in, in that it is unique in some ways, in many different ways uh, from, from other companies, um, other than from, you know, well friends like uh, Jim Hodge and South Liberty, the guy who works in Sinex and all these guys deliver an experience that's that's not easily found elsewhere and you know so we're friends for a reason because we see a lot of things eye to eye but they do things the same way that we do even if they didn't identify it and i didn't identify it which is the the experience aspect of it so i i i don't know how well you know i i have an idea how to do that with our business um but for anybody struggling out well, you know, that it will be up to them to to develop the, the experience aspect of of it, um, because without the experience, I think, um, well, I can tell you already that, um, you know, in, in 2015, for the first six months or so, we um, were doing wholesale only. And with where experience was completely absent because we didn't deal with customers. And then that was then when I, I, I thought, oh my God, we're not we're not talking to anybody. How do pe- how will people even know, you know, how, how nice of people that we are, how, how accommodating we are? People wouldn't know because if we're so through um, dealers only, nobody would ever be calling on us. And so that's when I, you know, you know when I was at my own company, we developed the, the experience part as well. We would bend over backwards for, for, for people where people will first would say, oh, I, I've never been treated so well. Um, that was the, the experience. Um, and fortunately, they they they, moved, they they kept it up, and that's something I carry with me to four controls. In that, um, we, I we want people to walk away happy uh, from browsing the websites with it's easy to navigate, placing the order, getting a strip strip notification within minutes, and getting things delivered in two days or three days, and actually opening that package and be pleasantly surprised. All this adds to the experience. Um, you know, it's 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 uh, sounds like this this hippie you know Philly thing, but it, it, it is not. It is it, it, it's 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 a real thing, and it has worked for us. Absolutely, I, Roger. I greatly appreciate you coming on, and I can't wait to see what new products you come out and what way that you are going to innovate, uh, continue to innovate the AR-15 market, but also uh, the pistol market when you start getting into that. I definitely, and it's like I've told people, it's like I told Ash, yes, I'm more of a pistol guy than a rifle guy. I know how to shoot the rifle, uh, you know, especially like CQB style, because most of my shooting, and especially in reference to my work, is going to be no more out. It's like 25, 50 yards, uh, but everything is almost always pistol. So I'm very much a pistol guy uh so i'm definitely looking forward to whenever you start coming out especially into the pistol market yes thank you um if you have um any suggestions of course we will be we'll be grateful to to to, uh, to, to have them absolutely all right you take it easy and i appreciate you coming on thank you very much thanks for having me i'm excited Bye. for thanksgiving day because i could eat turkey all day and i'll finish with cookies and cake some chocolate grandma's bringing her famous stuffing and we're gonna make broccoli and cheese maybe even some warm apple bake turkey yes please and don't fall.
Well, that was our interview with Roger Wang of Ford Control Designs. If you haven't already, go ahead and check out his social media and his website. He has a Facebook group, as he stated, that where there's a lot of experience on there. And it's a lot of great insight in reference to the AR platform rifle. Uh, a lot of people have different purposes for it, and they give a lot of different uh, insight in reference to what they use, what works for them, what doesn't work for them. Uh, if you are new to the prep, uh, platform of the AR rifle, uh, or if you're just kind of a novice and, and just have one because you use it for you know sporting purposes or for defense purposes, uh, it, it's a great tool to use. Uh, also, if you're a cross-eyed dominant like myself, or if you're a left-handed shooter, there's a lot of great accessories on his website that you could purchase to add to your rifle that would make your life easier in shooting that platform that is obviously designed for a right-handed shooter. Uh, so definitely go check that out. If you haven't already, like I stated earlier, go ahead and check out our social media. We have a Facebook page under two, the number 2A Lifestyle and on Instagram, 2 spelled out, 2 to spell out T-W-O-A lifestyle. Uh, and also, if you like our podcast, go ahead and check out our Patreon page. Uh, if you want to support us, you can as low as $1 a month. And uh, any you know financial support y'all give us i greatly appreciate uh you know anything that's given to this podcast goes straight into this podcast it goes to pay for the bandwidth to be published on all the apps uh podcasting apps uh and also anything after that bandwidth is going straight into this podcast we're going to try and do uh some reviews some videos live streaming whenever we do our episode uh so very looking forward to what 2020 has to offer for 2a lifestyle and if you can support it i would greatly appreciate it uh and also wherever you're listening to this podcast go ahead and hit that subscribe button and leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast because if you leave us a review it helps others find us when they're looking for firearm related content on whatever podcasting app that they have and also, again, if you haven't checked out Black Friday, go ahead and check out Black Friday. I know there's going to be a great deal on a SIG 365 with a manual safety for $399 at Bass Pro Shop. Uh, so this is going to be getting into the holiday buying season. And this is going to be our Thanksgiving episode. So I hope you all enjoyed some of the fun Thanksgiving music I added in there. And I hope you all enjoy Thanksgiving with your families uh, or your friends. Uh, if you have a Friendsgiving, whatever it is, I just hope you enjoy whatever this holiday means to you and you have a good time with it. And until then, go ahead and enjoy that 2A lifestyle that we enjoy so much in this community. And I will see you guys in two weeks. Turkey for you. Let's eat the turkey in my big brown shoe. Love to eat the turkey at the table. I once saw a movie with Betty Grable. Eat that turkey all night long. Fifty million Elvis fans can't be wrong. Turkey lurkey do and turkey lurkey dap. I eat that turkey, then I take a nap. Thanks to you.